this summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If you enjoy bands like Bon Jovi, Matchbox 20, Third Eye Blind, Collective Soul, then you should check out Project Parish. That's right, Tim of Let's Get Jacked Up and Fringy Spaces, his rock album Project One, is now on all digital platforms. Everywhere from iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube Music and so much more. Listen to his most popular songs like Angel, Come Home, and Falling. Once again, the artist's name is Project Parish and the album is called Project One. Go get and download it today. You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com This is Let's Get Jacked Up on Fringe Radio Network. You guys know this, um, that when I accepted Christ, it took, I didn't trust anybody. I didn't trust my own mother. <laughs> right, Mom? Oh. Um, yeah, bigoted is such a funny word. If you're crazy. upset because my teeth are green, <laughs> yeah. If you don't like me because I've got gas problems, <laughs> suggest a better diet for me. Might have caught us for about thirty seconds earlier, and you got a lot of what the heck is I don't want to turn it off. Alexa, when is the zombie apocalypse going to happen? Don't be silly. There's no such thing as zombies. Gotcha. Kidding. But then you're also saying that it's a gray area. No, it's not. Yes, a it gray is. It has to it's be. It's black and white. No, it's not. The convictions. Oh no, Bobby, you're going to be cast in the role of Satan here, real quick. That's all right. This is really good. I yours, love this. Yours. All right. Well, there you go. Coming to you live somewhere deep in Fresno, California, it's Let's Get Jacked Up! Sinners Saved by Grace. Here are your hosts, Tim, Bobby, and Karen. And welcome to Let's Get Jacked! I'm Tim at the Parish, and I'm with the Nuclear Knucklehead today. He's going to be my co-host and guest. Nuclear Knucklehead, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great, thank you. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm uh, glad to be back kind of live on the show. I mean, we're uh, doing a new show today, tonight, whatever, so I'm excited about that. I've been on the road a long time, but I've switched uh, companies, so now hopefully I am going to be home a little more often. That's the that's 
that's what I hope. <laughs> but tonight we have uh, Nuclear Knucklehead, and I'm I'm titling the show Zombie Knuckleheads. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get to the zombie part in a little bit. But first, I want to see what's going on with, with the nukester, man. What have you been up to? Oh, I've just been uh, mainly holding a float down in the pool and yard work. Holding a f- oh, so you're just enjoying life? Oh yeah, baby. Man, that must be nice, huh? And to enjoy life. Is it is it hot where you're at? Uh, normally, yeah. Down here in uh, Florida, it's usually ninety something with you know 110 percent humidity. But today it's a nice, lovely day, probably 79 and storming. Oh, so no pool today, probably. So far. So far. It could change. I know Florida Florida weather is a lot like Ohio where, you know, in one minute it could be raining and stormy, and then 10 minutes later it could be nice and sunny. So you never know. Oh, yeah. So that's the the clouds break up quickly and come together quickly over there. If I remember, I I was younger when I visited Florida, but I was there a few times. Not a bad place to visit. <laughs> no, but you're on top of a mountain, huh? Oh yeah, right up on the very tall Crawford Mountain. Oh man, that's good. That's good. You could oversee the the cities and uh, the oh, world, everything. basically. Yeah. People so are always you, looking for Crawford Mountain, though. It's kind of funny. It's a mysterious place. I, I'm the only one that can get here. Is that right? You got like a four-wheeler or what? <laughs> well, it's just, uh, you know, nobody else can see it. Oh. Well, that's good. for. So when they want to come for the people, you you know, you might be the last one taken, huh? Oh, I, I will be the last one standing i don't think anybody's taking me <laughs> Let's get dead or alive god <laughs> right. god will take me <laughs> and that's okay you've been going on uh different shows and then also having guests on your own show right right yeah so what kind of uh people have you been interacting with on different shows and your show well it, it's mainly you know a uh an echo chamber I've been trying to find other people of differing viewpoints, but I, I can't find them. Mm, you can't find them. Well, so anybody that I used to know that had differing viewpoints uh, unfriended me in 2019. Oh, before all of this started, huh? Yeah, about that time when we first started talking about the uh, the vaccine. Yeah. And they're like, well, what makes you think you know better? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do. (laughs) Like, well, I got, I have discernment. I have critical thinking. Yeah. uh, It's funny how that just flies out the window with some people. I mean, I I don't understand. Well, you know, the news says this. Well, when has the news been right? I don't, you know, at least in the last two years, they have been wrong about almost everything. Well, yeah, but, you know, like in 2013, I believe Obama made it legal for the news to propagandize us. So that is the same thing as a lying. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. I believe you're right. Uh, I think that is around the same time that he did that. And uh, funny, that's about the same time. Let's get jacked up. 
uh, came together in 2013. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm not from Obama's office. Okay, so that's uh, don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> that's kind of funny that you say that um, because since 2020, the last two years, it's been pretty chaotic with the news and the truth and lies. It's all mixed together. And then the political stuff, the flip-flops, you don't know who to believe, especially the medical field, right? Because the CDC keeps changing their mind, and it's all run by the WEF, the World Economic Forum, this George Soros character, and then this... Uh, what do you think about the WEF? What's going on over there? They're, they're lying to everybody. Why we've ever allowed things like that to get to America and influence us is beyond me. Right. America should have stayed itself. I mean, yeah, we could help other countries here and there, but let's not get involved with this whole one world system. Okay. America was fine by itself. Yes. Uh, you know, I think so anyway. We, we don't need anything from anywhere. Right. Uh, we we have our own oil we could dig, which you know we're not allowed to or whatever for whatever reason because they want to go and get it from somewhere else. Well, they don't want you to get it anywhere now. By the way, in California, and Jack and I were discussing this. Uh, he'll be on a little bit later, but uh, we were discussing because this guy that we were talking to that works for a power company. I won't say mention any names. But uh, he works for a power company here in California, and so he's a professional saying this. And he basically said, in 20, by 2035, uh, California's grid will not be able to support uh, all these electric stuff that the government wants to do. So there will be power outages galore if not the if not the like the entire grid could go down you know so because it's all this stuff is going to overpower it yeah they're they're not backing up any of our infrastructure anymore i, I don't know the last time i've seen new electric um, power stations go up anywhere new power lines well, not only that, even if they wanted to fix the grid or expand it or whatever they could do with it, by 2035, it's still going to be, he said, that it's still going to be nearly impossible to do that, to fix it by that time. Because they want to get rid of gasoline cars by 2035 in California. So all of California, you cannot buy a gasoline car after 2035. Is For right now, that's what it is. Yeah, and also it will go, from what I understand, Virginia is in the same thing right. with California. And I just heard today from um, uh, Jeff uh, Cooner from uh, WRKO, he says that Massachusetts is also on that list. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that state, uh, well, there you go, uh, you know. Uh, very lefty state as well so that's a problem because if you all go to electric cars electric everything solar everything electric um it can't handle it so what are you gonna do no they'll probably make uh 
peddling your bicycle illegal. Yeah. <laughs> too many. Uh, well, because you'll many. be over, ex- you know, too much carbon dioxide coming out of your mouth. <laughs> out of my mouth. Right? <laughs> oh, man. And the joke around here is what? Oh, yeah. So <clears throat> yesterday, so today's Thursday. Wednesday, yesterday, we got this thing on our phone, like the whole, everybody. I don't know if it's the whole California got it, probably, but uh, at least everybody in Fresno got this thing on their phone where it says, uh, uh, due to extreme heat, you know, you have to turn off your power or else your power will go out and stuff like that. Well, something like to that effect, you know, but it's been everywhere. And so um, I told my wife, I go, well, I guess we'll do our part. Go ahead and turn off the hot light. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, here's the thing. No matter what uh, people do, they're going to shut the power off anyway. Now, it wasn't turned off, but I'm saying, though, they go around, they'll do brownouts, okay, for I don't know how long, a couple hours. And they'll do this here and there. You know, it just hasn't come to our house yet, but it will. At some point, they'll they'll turn the power off for a little while and turn it back on. And then it just it's either the grid can't handle it for real, or they just want to do it to scare us. I don't know which, but it's uh, it's coming no matter what people do. I believe you. Yeah, they're not looking out for us. They they've got an agenda, and me and you and the people on my block. They are not caring about them. They don't care. If they did, we would still be doing oil. We'd still be using our gas, um, and we wouldn't have this problem. Now, I remember back when Obama was president and California was having brownouts then, and that was right after the Obama and his people had cut down the coal production in you know, like West by God, Virginia. And, uh, and I was actually doing radio at the time. And I was like, well, they will be opening up coal mines because California will not like that. And they opened up coal mines for a while. Yeah. And then you all didn't have brownouts for many years up until now. Right. Well, right. I mean, we all, we have them every year for a little bit, but it's, yeah, it's gotten, it has increased. You're right. So, um, like I said, it's like no matter what, especially here in the valley, it gets hot every summer. So every summer you can, I mean, here it is September, but it's just right out of August. So the fact that it's 113 or the other day it was 115, I mean, that's not too unusual. Yeah, it's really hot, but it we're right out of August. So it's, you know, oh, it's global warming. No, it's summertime still here in California. And it's going to be summertime in, in Fresno until like, I don't know, late October. You know, that's when we start actually cooling down a little bit. So I remember in Ohio, when I'm from Ohio, I remember when a Halloween was coming, well, we'd have rain. Almost every Halloween we'd have, uh, it'd be raining of some sort or, or getting cold, you know. And uh, here... In Fresno, it's still warm. It's it's barely cooling down then. So it's not unu- unusual. It's not global warming. And even if it is, you know, you ever heard of the Ice Age? 
Well, guess what? The weather changes like that sometimes, huh? Well, you know, the um, I was reading an article about zombie ice. Aha! Uh-huh. <clears throat> that uh, Greenland has zombie ice, and it's uh, going to release. It's ice that's sitting on something that one of these days, and they don't know when, they, you know, that it's just going to slide right off of Greenland and flood the whole world. And I'm like, well, okay, we'll see. But I also remember reading a thing about your, um, they're going to have devastating flooding in California, and it's going to be worse than the one they had in 1860. And that was just, you know, a study of you know, people getting <laughs> yes. together and this is going to happen well we don't know when but it will happen and i'm like well, you know what you've got more infrastructure than you had in 1860 yeah well i would say the only place that they could flood would be northern california i don't know how they would do central or southern but i guess with their weather machines they could push clouds to wherever they want i don't know uh they've got harp and they've got some other things that, you know, DARPA's been working on and whatnot. So who knows what all they have? I really don't know the ins and outs, but I know they have weather uh, machines of some sort. So can they manipulate weather? Yes. How far they can do it, I don't know. Yeah, no idea. Uh, but I do know that uh, a long time ago, like uh, 10 years ago at least, <clears throat> I heard that they could manipulate the weather if it's cloudy. Already, if like, clouds have to be there. Now I don't know if they've gotten better at that. Where let's say it's there's no clouds at all, and they could just somehow make it cloudy. I don't know that part, but I do know if there's clouds, they could certainly manipulate the weather. Yeah, they uh, what do they call it? Cloud seeding. Yeah, with some kind of uh, graphene, something like that. They they pretty much put up dust particles up there and and it gathers water on it. Okay, that makes sense. Um, you know that's part of the chemtrail stuff, I, I guess. Um, what do you think about uh, the Biden uh, speech uh, the other night? <laughs> that guy. I never felt more. <laughs> in danger for America than when I was listening to him. He uh, he, he reminded me of um, the Pink Floyd wall at the end of that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good analogy there, right? Good comparison. Everybody up against the wall, and, you know, and, and that, the song finishes, you know, if an I had my way, I'd have all of you shocked.
Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And to call out American voters, I don't care what side they voted for. That's it's that's insane. And then like to say they're not just part of a problem in America, but a threat. I'm sorry, but the uh, you're the part of that's a threat to America, and it's just I don't know. Like I, early part of me believes that this is happening on purpose. They're doing this this left and right thing to divide America, and they're doing a great job doing that. Um, it's just it's too bad because they want America to fall so bad that they want people to fight. They're, they're, in my opinion, they're going after a civil war. By the way, have you seen, uh, what's her name, this redhead uh, actress, Kathy Griffith or Griffin? You know uh, what I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about, yeah. That's the one who cut off Trump's head. Yeah, that girl, that lady. Uh, if she is a lady, I don't know. Uh, but she said, if you want, if you don't want civil war, then vote liberal or vote Democrat. If you want. That's if you don't want a civil war. But if you want a civil war, then vote Republican. So is that a threat? To me, it sounds like a threat. It is a threat. It's a threat, you know, that those people are going to go back in the streets and start burning things again. Worse than ever before. Even worse than 2020. Yeah, I I remember um, way back when, when when Trump was just in and they all had to they all had their little pink vagina hats on and went to complain. <laughs> and that was like one of the beginning also of losing friends because they're like, well, you would be, you know, if Trump people would protest, you know, why don't they? And I'm like, because they're working during the day, dummy. <laughs> and like, then I don't have time to go complain about things in D.C. I don't either. I don't. That's just like I, you know, some people went there, but I'm like, oh, I'm, that's cool, but I am not going. <laughs> well, you're closer. You could have gone, I guess. And you're you're closer to that area, right? Well, I wouldn't dare. I remember when January 6th was coming up, and my friends were all buying bus tickets to go. And mm-hmm. like, you go on. I'm like, no, man. They nope. are gonna they're gonna pick on you all when you get there, and Sure enough. There you go. And it was another thing. A a friend of mine, a liberal out of um, Orlando, I was working over there about that time, and those people were just greasy. But uh, they're like, how can you stand here and tell me that's a good thing? I'm like, well, you set precedent. I don't understand why you're so mad. You burnt down America all summer. I was like, but the way I was raised, that if you got a problem with the government – you go to the White House, you go to the Capitol, and you make your protest there. You don't go down the street burning businesses. Right. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember when it was okay to go into the White House. You know, yeah, they, they, gave, a, they were opening the doors for them. Because that's, that's the people's house. So I remember when it was good to take tours. I took a few tours, you know, like uh, when I was a kid. My my dad would take us there, and then I, I went with somebody else. But yeah, I was I've been there a few times in the White House, and it was it was great. Um, 
But now you can't even now it's caged up basically. Yeah. And you know, back in um right after World War One, I, I know not not a lot of people know this, probably like nineteen nineteen, we had a bunch of unemployed veterans where they all went to protest and uh they all ended up getting shot at by the army. What? Yeah. Look at that up. They were all camped out there. I mean, they weren't being violent or anything, but it came time for them to leave. And uh, I want to say it was like Patton or one of our famous generals. He wasn't a general then, but he came in with his troops and started shooting at veterans. Wow. I don't remember that. When was that again? What year? We had like 1918, 1919, right after World War oh. I, all the troops were back and they weren't working and they weren't getting like their things that they were promised. Ooh, I'll have to do a history lesson on that one. So they did. They made a big camp right out front. It wasn't like 50 people. There was thousands. I wonder if I could even find that as a history lesson now. You know, they've changed so much. <laughs> They, they may have uh, removed that from the Google. Not our proudest moment. No. Oh, okay, so what do you think? Uh, then, then Trump had a speech, and that was obviously an uh, uplifting speech. So that was the next day, I think. My favorite thing about it was is that it was in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and I believe that was like O Biden's hometown. Oh, yeah. That's right. I think that whenever O'Biden gives a speech, Trump ought to do something the same exact day, the same area. And then I, and then you saw where uh, <laughs> Biden had a supposedly a live speech, and then there was like, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe a hundred people. I'm, I'm being liberal with that number, but maybe a hundred people at it. And then uh, you saw what Trump did, and obviously the the crowd is flooded over <clears throat> but um so then biden had a speech after that or something he, he had some kind of thing and then uh, hardly anybody was there you know it's great yeah but what can you do with someone like that you, it's not like you can uh throw tomatoes so i, I was suggesting <laughs> maybe you could just start showing up at o biden's speeches and just act like you're throwing something have nothing on you but just <laughs> Act like watch you're him, throwing something. Watch him dodge air. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's like ducking down at nothing. <laughs> but then you'd be in, you know, an armed. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no doubt they'll be they'll arrest you right away. <laughs> and then you won't even get out for like ten years. You know what they're doing for the January six people? They 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 put them in, and there's no time you get out. They'll let you out when they want to. See, and that is definitely unconstitutional, but we yet we allow it. Yeah, I, I don't know how it's happening, but it is. And so, you know, and I like Trump, and I, I voted for him two times, and it seems like he might be running again, either him or uh, DeSantis. I'm not sure which. Maybe they'll run together. I don't know. But uh, Trump does say he's the father of the Jacksons. I'm a little worried about that because he is, uh, you know, obviously uh, Alex Jones called him out on it. 
<laughs> and then yes, he remember did. that. Oh yeah. yeah, I heard it. He was yeah, he did. And then basically, uh, Trump doubled down on it. So um, my concern is that he calls himself the father of the jacks. And then <clears throat> I'm going to play a clip here. I showed you, but I'm going to play a clip for the audience uh, that talks about zombies. The reason I'm bringing this up is because Trump says he's the father of the Jacks, and perhaps the Jacksines might have something to do with zombies a little later. I'll play this clip so it, it could explain itself, and then we'll, then we'll talk about it. Here is a lawyer named Todd Callender. But the FEMA have already put out zombie commercials uh, and yep. CONOPS on that, correct? That's correct. If you look at Con Plan 8888, Stratcom put that out in 2011. On page two, they say, oh, this is just for examples, just for demonstration. You know, don't, don't worry about it so we don't offend other countries. The problem with that is you look through that Con Plan, it's all about five different types of zombies. There isn't anything in there about opposition forces. There isn't anything about winning political battles or counterinsurgencies. It is only about a zombie apocalypse defending it. And you will see that every NIMS-compliant, practically, agency, or, or whether that's state, uh, local, or federal, has already had their zombie apocalypse preparedness training. They've already done their practice. The CDC has had a zombie apocalypse preparedness website up for the last five years. Now they've reduced it to a PDF cartoon. Even in the Amazon Web Services contract, the force majeure clause, I believe it's Article 41, states that we're not liable for damages in case there's a zombie apocalypse. This is coming, folks, and, and the serious adverse event report, Pfizer put out post-marketing. They, they had put out as part of a FOIA. The number one serious adverse event was the 1P36 gene deletion. You look up the symptomology for that, it is the elimination of the frontal cortex and a propensity to bite. What's very odd about this is this was the symptom post-vaccination. That disease is a congenital disease. It means you're born with it. So how is it then possible that this is the number one serious adverse event from the Pfizer shots? It's here, folks. And then you've got Dr. Chambers here to tell you I'm not just a raving lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The, you, these are both very um, serious uh, credentialed uh, folks uh, and patriots in their fields. Uh, I just met Doc Chambers, but just hearing his military resume impresses me. Uh, and I've, Todd and I have known each other for quite some time. So, And I also now work in... Um, corporate competitive biotech intelligence only for the good guys. That's my company is GrinX, which is genetics, robotics, information, nanotechnology. Don't talk about that much, but it's very. So I have some understanding of what's going on here. And so the lipid fat is what encases the delivery. And then it is activated and released by pulsing uh, the 18 gigahertz. Is that correct, Todd? Yeah, that's exactly right. Think, think of the lipid nanoparticles as little bombers. And what happened is the, the various manufacturers of these shots included three separate HIV proteins in each of them, including the AD5 adjuvant. The reason for that was to disable, to disarm people's immune systems so that those little fat bombers could go inside of the cell and deliver their payloads in order to reprogram the, the person's body to produce synthetic DNA. In this case, they call it S-proteins. When they turn that Marburg switch on, it will be M-proteins, and it will cause people to produce the Marburg pathogen themselves. That first and foremost, from a, from a documentary point of view and self-legal help, 
VaxChoice, V-A-X-Choice.com. There's a full repository of everything that we're talking about is there and other things. Um, self-help legal documents, and if you sign up, you can get a daily update. There's no donation button. There's no nothing. We just put this out for people's benefit. Separately, there's truthforhealth.org. Dr. Uh, Lee Vliet is in charge of that, and she's put out a Marburg fact sheet along with some things that we can do to try and stop what's coming or at least prevent it. Just like the COVID situation, there are medications that Dr. Chambers can talk about. There are therapeutics. Of course, the CDC got rid of those therapeutics and its advisory, um, saying only thing you know that they, you can do to treat Marburg is, uh, is a vaccine. There's one actually already prepared for this. I think it's getting its emergency use authorization right now, which also tells us this is going to happen. Secondarily, yesterday we got uh, information from a source from a whistleblower showing us that they are now training people on urban collection, isolation, and detention uh, in reference to public health emergency. So they're now training it. This, this training happens next week in South Carolina, once again in July. I'm sure that this is happening in more than one place. The United Nations has already hired uh, people, specialists in quarantining uh, that is on their payroll. That happened last year. I haven't seen if they've done it more recently. My point in telling you this, folks, is that, that we have tools to not fall for this again. There are therapeutic, therapeutic drugs that are available. Um, I think one of them is called Fenben in the 444 um, milligrams. And then uh, I understand from talking to doctors in Africa that have treated this that ozone, either IV or insufflated, also tends to, to work. Um, so I... I also have one whistleblower inside of FEMA who said that the, the plan is to scare the hell out of everybody and scare them into going to the quarantine centers because they don't think they can collect everybody by themselves, that um, the, the doors will be open. And then, of course, in there you will get your mandatory shot because you came in voluntarily. So what we'd like to do is, is help people understand don't run to the FEMA camps because you're going to get one of these shots just like the COVID ones. Uh, and number two, you can treat this yourself. There's preparation you can do. And if we get the word out sufficiently, I think we can stop this like we did in Cochise County and like um, another lawyer friend of mine, Jamie Shear, did in New York. we got to get the word out. we got to stop this. Top of that, so yes, it's very insightful. Secondary to that is that upon the invocation of these emergency powers, which are now permanent, by the way, in all 50 states, there is never again going to be a constitution, and all of that power is being ceded in the WHO. Now by contract. It was by charter. Now it's by contract. So this is your one world government all being created at one time with this particular emergency. Your rights as a human being are gone, by the way. There are two UN conventions, the International Convention on Civil and Political Rights and the International Convention on Human Rights, that says they cannot force you to do medical experiments. Guess what? Those don't count anymore. Your constitution doesn't count anymore. We're in a position where we, the people, right, at a county level, and Dr. Chambers will talk about this, we take back our country from our own traitors in government, or we're done. We're done as a species. My, my biggest issue is this. The, the next one, the next shooter drop is coming, and then they will cause 30 million people to pour across our borders. Most of those will be enemy occupiers. Some are already housed on our military reservations as our military members are falling out because they were forced to get these shots. Others are prepared to walk in and take over. The law of war states that when alien occupiers take over substantial government functions, your nation is dead. 
That is happening as we speak right now. And we've got to take our country back now or it's never. Okay. Uh, wow. Now, if you haven't heard that before, I haven't heard that until a few days ago. But that was something. Um, so basically, nuclear, it sounds like what they're saying, or this guy is saying, is that each jab that people get is hurting their immune system. If I'm hearing him right, each jab that people get are destroy, is, is destroying the immune system. And then uh, the 5G will pulsate at 1800 gigahertz, I think he said, for one minute, and they got to do it three times. When this happens, the nanoparticles in the system that was driven from the jab into the body, they will somehow do their thing inside your body and affect parts of the body to make one a zombie. I believe that's what I heard him say. Did you get that too? That is what I heard, that basically you you personally would not have control. Of your body, right. So either something or your body does its convulsating. I don't know how it works, but the fact is uh, you could turn into a zombie. And those who are not zombies or uncontrollable will then flee to these FEMA camps that are all set up. And I'm sure they will, you know, on the news everywhere will say, come here and get your uh, jackscene for this. See, so now they'll have already a jackscene for it. It's all set to go because they're prepared for this. And then though those who don't, who haven't gotten the jab, will now get go fleeting into these FEMA camps to get the zombie jab. <laughs> yeah, to get into safety. Yeah. Yeah, like the guy said, you'll come in voluntary and take a mandatory. Yes. Wow. I don't know, man. I, I think uh, I'd rather just, if a zombie's going to kill me, just kill me. You know, I don't, I'm not going to run into anything. <laughs> just take me. Just kill me. I don't care. I mean, I'd rather. I'd rather die and go to heaven than uh, face what they're going to do in the FEMA camps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not running anywhere. You know, and if this is true, now, I don't know who this guy is, but I, I will say that he's right about the training because I have seen more uh, military helicopters around uh, doing, I guess, training. I don't know what they're doing. But I've seen more and more uh, about that. And, uh, you know, they say, well, it could be the, the Ukraine or Russia might attack us or China or whoever. That might be just the excuse to to train for this kind of stuff. And you're saying that they did some training in South Carolina? Yeah, he said that they did it in July. And then oh, um, that's right. he was talking about he didn't get into what was going to happen after July. Right. But I will tell you, uh, <laughs> could this happen before the election? Maybe. I mean, it could. Uh, or they could wait till if Trump does win or whoever's going to be in there, they could wait till uh, shortly after and then do it, release it. But the, the thing is, they have to release it because 
It's already in your system. It's already in the bodies of people who got jaxed, mm-hmm. if this is true. And what about so, – remember when they talked about uh, those people who were vaccinated, they were shedding. So even if you weren't, yeah. could you pick up some of that vaccine from the shedding of it from other people? Mm, that's possible. I don't know how that – well, it's possible in the fact that you might get sick, but I don't know how – Nanobots, I guess they're, if they're so tiny, they possibly could get into you, huh? If they're so small, then maybe the particles could get into your nose or mouth. I don't know. It's possible, I guess. Um, I, I do know that the Bible says, like, in the end times, there will be more diseases. And then it, it kind of correlates that with uh, the pharmakia, where pharmakia will not repent of their sins. So if you kind of put two and two together, you could kind of see that this is what they're doing. They're using the pharmacia to give people more diseases. And even if the zombie thing isn't as bad as they want it to be, it's still going to affect your body. Oh, yeah. So, and another thing, I, I'd, uh, you know, like years ago, we were having a, um, a meds problem where... You know, this was probably like 2009 or 10, and uh, or it was definitely after The Walking Dead came out. And I was like, you want to see real zombies for real? I was like, you wait till these people that are on Thorazine and Lithium can't get their meds anymore, and we will have zombies walking around. It'll be terrifying. Yeah, that's the other thing. They're They're making people addicted to pharmacia or some you know a type of it some kind of medication and you're addicted to it. your body has to have it in order to be normal if you don't have it like, like for example um those who have diabetes right i think they take something that they have to have and if they take it for more than a year their body's addicted to it and it changes how they process sugar i believe and they have to have it to like survive. So if they can't get that, they're not surviving very long. Uh, right. And I so guess it, that diabetic medicine is like off the charts expensive anymore. Oh yeah, I I'm sure it is. And you know, uh, man, when I was little, hardly anybody had diabetes. Now, <laughs> it's like you're weird if you don't. <laughs> so. Or if you don't, you're like borderline. Everybody's borderline now. So what they've done is they've lowered the number to what diabetes diabetes is so that people can get on this stuff. They want people on this stuff. It's it's money and more control, that type of thing. Yeah. Well, I know uh, 10 years ago, I listened to an 8-year-old talking to a 6-year-old about what kind of medicine he was on. And I'm standing there with my buddy, and I'm like, what am I witnessing here? What is this? Yeah. I, I never even knew medicine. It was, you know, I got a baby aspirin <laughs> as a kid. I didn't have anything else. And I'm like, what are the, you know, I was like, that never happened in my childhood. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So a zombie apocalypse. That's why then, uh, you know, we talked to Alexa about that. And she said, first generation. Echo. <laughs> First generation. I said the name and it did all this. Okay. All right. Alexa, stop. Did that answer your question? No. 
thanks for my feedback, yes. So I have this, and so I've been asking it questions, right? And uh, here's an uh, interesting answer. Alexa, are zombies real? According to Wikipedia, a zombie is a mythological undead corporeal revenant created through the reanimation of a corpse. Okay. All right, now let me ask this one. Alexa, when is the zombie apocalypse going to happen? Don't be silly. There's no such thing as zombies. Gotcha. Kidding. Interesting answer, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So, uh, that thing is, the robot's being sarcastic. The AI is alive. Right. So, I got that. I went to my sister's house in Ohio, and she had, uh, you know, this Google thing. And it, like, works their lights, you know, like a Google Home type of thing. Right. And it turns on their lights and everything. I'm like, that's cool, but kind of (laughs) creepy. I must, so I go, I must get one. (laughs) I'm like, that's too cool and creepy to not have one. So, uh, I don't have the Google, but I have the uh, Alexa. Oh, it also whispers, too. Alexa, what are you doing? I thought I heard a request. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's creepy. Right? <laughs> wow. But it's good for the show because we can do uh, ask it things, you know. Well, you could just go live with Alexa. Right? <laughs> the whole show. I don't know. I think, I think it'll get boring after a while. I think it's good for like five minutes and then it's, all right, that's enough. <laughs> it's, will will it's, she allow you to change her name? Because I asked Siri a couple years ago, if I could call her something else, and she's like, why would you want to? Oh. Uh, you could, uh, you could like, program it to that from your phone, so, but it only gives you a few choices, so, like, you could call it Echo, um, and there's, like, two other choices, but I don't think Siri was one of them. Alexa, can I call you Siri? That's not a name I can respond to. Alexa, can I, what, what names can I call you? Here's something I found on the web. According to reference.com, a few names inspired by animals include fawn, what? fox, puma, dove, and kitty. <laughs> Thank you for that useless information. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, was quite sarcastic about that, huh? <laughs> she didn't believe it. Yeah, and then you see all these movies and TV shows, The Walking Dead. So they're they're putting it in our face. And uh, some guy said, if you watch, and I haven't seen this movie, The Kingsman or The Four Kingsmen or something like that. Uh, it kind of tells you what they're going to do. So I'm going to watch that movie because I haven't seen it. Uh, have you seen The Kingsman? No. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out because apparently. Uh, it, that could be possible. So we'll see. Yeah, what are they going to do with Florida? I mean, uh, you know, Florida's a swing state, right? So it could go either way. But right now, it's very red, isn't it? Yeah, and and that you know, and speaking of, 
There is so much construction. That was another thing I was talking to. Well, everything's coming to a halt and the world's going to end and the, everything's flooding. And I'm like, no. I'm like, they're building all kinds of stuff right on the water, right on the Gulf. And uh, I'm sure the banks wouldn't have loaned that mo- money out if they weren't going to get it back. Oh, by the way, I... I saw a video where, in, uh, I think it was in Virginia, where they're putting in uh, different money machines, different ATM machines. And on this ATM machine, it had a palm reader, like a you're, you put your palm up there and it reads it. And there's like no card slot. So you have to either put your your palm up there or something. But it looks like everything's going cashless. So... I saw that Starbucks starting in October, they're going to go cashless, cashless, and then so some other stores as well. So they are getting ready to transfer over. I don't know when this will happen exactly, but I'd say probably in the next two years or something like that. How about Executive Order 14067? And it goes into effect December 15th of this year. And it is uh, supposedly about, um, you know, like Bitcoin, crypto stuff. But there's, I haven't read it, but some of the other people saying that it's it's looking like they might get rid of cash with this um, executive order 14067. 14067 executive order. Or I'm writing and it down. Nobody's talked about it. You know, I don't get my news from Fox or CNN. Yeah. So I get it from you know people like Sarah Westall. Yes, which she is on FringeRadioNetwork.com. So that she's got a great show, and she's got—I don't know where she finds her guests, but she has a lot of good guests. Um, Executive Order fourteen zero six seven. I believe that's right. I don't have it in front of me. I'm just, I believe that's right. But December 15th is the uh, date on that. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and I never was one for executive orders. I'm like, no, no, that stuff, we need to make this stuff through Congress and then go through the Senate. Well, yeah, but, you know, these days you don't have to, evidently. Uh, Okay, it says... uh, well, when you know it, Joe Biden's picture pops up on it, huh? Uh, Executive Order 14067, Ensuring Responsible Development of Digital Assets. Is that the right one? Yep. Okay. Let me just read a paragraph or two. By the authority vested in me as presented by the Constitution and the laws of the United States of America, it is hereby ordered as follows. Section 1 policy advances in digital and distributed ledger technology for financial services have led to dramatic growth in markets for digital assets with profound implications for the protection of consumers, investors, and businesses, including data privacy and security, financial stability, and system risks or systematic risks. Crime, national security, the ability to exercise human rights, financial inclusion, and equity. 
and energy demand and climate change. Oh, in November of 2021, non-state issued digital assets reached a combined market capitalization of three trillion, up from approximately 14 billion in early November of 2016. Monetary authorities globally are also ex- exploring, uh, and in some cases, introdu- introducing central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. Oops. So, yeah, it does look like it's turning into digital stuff. I'm trying to see where it says uh, your date there, December 15th. Get to the nitty-gritty of it. Well, I don't know. I'll, I'll thumb through this, but guys, if you want to check it out yourself, it is Executive Order 14067, and it pops right up if you put it in there on the Google search. So check that out yourself. Critical question. Where were you on March 9th, 2022, when President Biden signed the death warrant on American freedom? On that day, in a hushed ceremony at the White House, without the approval of Congress, the states, or the American people, Biden signed into law Executive Order 14067. Buried in his order are a few paragraphs titled Section 4. The language in Section 4 makes Order 14067 the most treacherous act by a sitting president in the history of our republic. Because Section 4 sets the stage for legal government surveillance of all U.S. citizens, total control over your bank accounts and purchases, and the ability to silence all dissenting voices for good. In this new war on freedom, the Dems aren't coming for your guns. No, they're thinking much bigger than that. They're coming for your money. And it's already started. Hi, my name is Jim Rickards. I'm a former advisor to the Pentagon, the White House, Congress, the CIA, and the Department of Defense. I'm also an attorney, investment banker, and author of seven books on currencies and international economics. When places like Fox, CNBC, or Bloomberg want to know what's about to shake up the global economy, they call me. Most of all, like you, I'm a proud American patriot. The disturbing predictions you're about to see are based on my independent research and my contacts in the intelligence community. I've never made this kind of public announcement before, but it's my duty to pull the alarm. This is what I believe Section 4 of Biden's order means for all Americans. The U.S. dollar will be made obsolete. Soon your cash will be confiscated or will simply be worthless paper. The cash currency we have now will be replaced with a new programmable digital token. But the truth is, few outside the deep state recognize Biden's move for what it really is. If my predictions are correct, this is so much more sinister than simply replacing the cash dollar with a new digitized version. Friend, this new currency will allow for total control of all American citizens, because every digital dollar will be programmed by the government. That means they will be able to turn on or turn off your money at will. Not only that, but they'll be able to track and record every purchase you make. This is very different than online banking and has nothing to do with crypto. I'll explain everything in a moment, but what you need to know now is AOC has already publicly declared her support for a government-controlled spyware currency. The digital dollar means Dems would be able to punish any contribution, purchase, or even social media comment that they don't like. And this isn't something years away. It's starting now. Biden's secret army has been hard at work, and U.S. trials are already well underway. In fact, our government is racing to catch up. China and Russia have already launched pilot programs for their own digital currencies. More than half the countries in the world and almost 90% of central banks are testing or exploring a digital currency right now. In my opinion, it's not a question of will the U.S. implement a digital dollar. It's just a question of when. And the answer to that is it's already happening. Under Project Lithium and Project Hamilton, the new spyware currency has been quietly tested for several years. There's no stopping it. I predict we'll see a digital dollar in circulation next year or 2024 at the latest. But I do have some good news for you. 
it's almost too late, but you can still protect your assets and your freedom if you know exactly what to do. In the next 84 seconds, I'm going to outline everything for you. You'll see the ugly proof of their plan. You'll see what this could mean for you and your life savings. I'm also going to show you the only way I trust to protect your money and your freedom from Biden's new surveillance machine. I call it asset emancipation, and it's easy to do and understand. If you choose to take advantage of it, asset emancipation is a way to legally secure and even grow your wealth while hiding it safely away from Democrat surveillance and control. It's a loophole designed to outsmart a new spyware currency while potentially increasing your personal wealth. But you must know exactly how to do it, and that's what I'm going to show you today. I must warn you, some of this will be difficult to watch, but if you care about your money and your freedom, please do not turn away. Thanks to what you'll witness here, you're about to be much more prepared for the coming storm than your neighbors, and that's a very powerful position to be in. Imagine if you were German in 1923 and able to somehow avoid the 29,500% hyperinflation that made their money worthless. Or if you could have opted out of Roosevelt's confiscation of all private gold in 1933. That's the power of asset emancipation, and I'll show you everything right now. Thanks to Section 4 of Biden's Order 14072, ordering urgent research into developing the digital dollar, I believe the U.S. dollar, the standard of the world since 1792, will be replaced by a new currency, the digital dollar. These new electronic currencies are called CBDCs, or Central Bank Digital Currencies. I call the digital dollar Biden bucks because I want him to take full credit for what I consider to be crimes. This is not like the money in your online bank account. No, this is new and different. Every digital dollar will be a programmable token, like Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies, but there's a big difference. Cryptocurrencies are decentralized digital currencies. Instead, if it plays out the way I see it, Biden bucks will have the full backing of the U.S. Federal Reserve. They will replace the cash, fiat dollar we have now, and will soon be the sole mandatory currency of the United States. When Biden bucks are rolled out, many experts, myself included, believe they will begin an era of total government control and surveillance. This is not hyperbole. This would dramatically expand the power and influence of the federal government, essentially acting as a new type of spyware. With Biden bucks, the government will be able to force you to comply with its agenda, because if you don't, they could turn off your money. This won't be like freezing a bank account. It will be so much easier, because Biden bucks will be digital tokens programmed at the source. They could be turned on or off at will with just a keystroke, and they could be reprogrammed at any time. With Biden's secret surveillance army running the show, the anti-freedom implications are almost limitless. For example, Biden bucks could be programmed to allow only certain kinds of purchases. Imagine what this new world could look like. You want to keep an internal combustion engine car? Your digital dollars suddenly won't pay for gas. Instead, you can be forced to buy an electric vehicle. That's just the tip of the fascist iceberg. They can force you to get vaccinated. They can force you into solar. They can force you to use less water or heat. They can force you to eat fake plant-based meat. They can control where you are allowed to travel. They can stop you purchasing certain items like guns, ammo, or survival supplies. They can control to which candidates you're allowed to donate. And they'll know every single place you spend your money, forever. America would become a surveillance state like China or North Korea. Every single aspect of your life could be controlled because they'll control your money. In fact, I fully expect them to implement a social credit rating system like in China. Say the wrong thing on social media, buy the wrong thing, subscribe to the wrong news channel, give money to the wrong candidate, and your rating drops. Suddenly, your Biden bucks are frozen or disappearing from your account. This is already happening in China. There, a low social score gets you officially labeled untrustworthy. They can take away your ability to travel, restrict your internet access, deny your family the best schools or jobs. They may even take away your pets. I'm not kidding. All this is going on today. But that's China, an oppressive communist country. Could this really happen in a democracy? Just ask the truckers in Canada because that's exactly what happened to them. 
The Prime Minister Trudeau was granted special emergency powers during the peaceful trucker protest over his forced vaccination law. He then ordered all banks to freeze the accounts of the protesters and anyone who aided them in any way. And it wasn't just a threat. That fascist froze the bank accounts of nonviolent protesters. He locked up over $6 million in private accounts for protesting a forced vaccination law that truckers believe violated their sovereign human rights. Think about that. They protested his policies, so he took away their money. Think our current government would love to do that? Me too. Under Biden bucks, we'll lose many of our God-given American rights. They'll be replaced by total government surveillance and control. For almost all Americans, this will be the death of freedom forever. Almost all Americans, not you. You won't be a victim. You can beat Biden's surveillance army at its own game. The key is what I call asset emancipation. Asset emancipation was created to help you maintain and even grow your personal wealth, regardless of what happens to the cash dollar. Even better, it's designed to legally hide your assets away from government surveillance and allow you to potentially profit from the turmoil. For the record, asset emancipation has nothing to do with giving up your passport or fleeing the country. It has nothing to do with offshore banks or foreign currency trading. And you won't hear about it from your financial advisor because it's almost certain he has no clue about this loophole for legally opting out of the Biden Bucks surveillance program. I'll reveal everything in a moment, but I want to expose how deep this new conspiracy runs. Programmable currencies will soon replace all the cash currencies on Earth. More than half of countries and almost 90% of central banks are exploring or testing a digital currency right now. This includes Japan, Germany, India, France, the UK, Russia, Australia, Brazil, Canada, and China. In fact, China's new digital currency, the EU yuan, was used for millions of dollars worth of transactions at the Beijing Winter Olympics. The Economist has announced the rise of government-backed digital currencies, warning they will shift power away from individuals to the state. Even an institution as conservative as the International Monetary Fund admits these new currencies are the future of money. Make no mistake, no matter the outcome of any future elections, this is happening. The storm is closing in. If my research and predictions are correct, soon there will be no more cash. The dollar we know will be dead and buried, replaced by programmable Biden bucks. The Secret Surveillance Army has been working on this for years. The U.S. Federal Reserve has been quietly partnering with scientists at MIT to develop a digital currency to replace the dollar. They call this initiative Project Hamilton. Then this year, the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, the clearinghouse for U.S. stocks, bonds, and other security trades, quietly launched Project Lithium. Project Lithium is testing how a digital dollar will work in the financial markets once the current dollar is dead. Project Lithium is partnering with the Digital Dollar Project, a joint effort started in 2020 between Accenture, U.S. regulators, and tech leaders to create the digital dollar. Then on March 29, 2022, just days after Biden's Order 14027 was signed, Representative Stephen F. Lynch introduced H.R. 7231, the Electronic Currency and Secure Hardware Act. This act, co-sponsored by four other Democrats, orders the Secretary of the Treasury to develop a digital dollar. I believe we'll see the first rollout of the new digital dollar, Biden bucks, in 2023 or 2024. And it's right on schedule. You see, about every 40 to 50 years, there's a major disruption in U.S. monetary policy that increases government power at the expense of citizen rights. The Gold Reserve Act of 1934 was the first currency quake. In that shocking act of fascism, Democrat President Roosevelt ordered all U.S. citizens to hand in their gold. Yes, privately owning gold was made illegal. The government wanted it all. If you failed to comply, you faced huge fines or were jailed. Interesting how this fascist plot isn't taught in our history classes, isn't it? Then came currency quake number two, the Gold Standard Act of 1971, when the U.S. abandoned the gold standard for good. What happened then? The dollar got destroyed, rampant inflation continued, and the power of the Federal Reserve increased dramatically. 
I predict the death of the dollar is the third and final currency quake. But it will be more dangerous and far-reaching than... Yeah, as if that old man wrote any of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did that say? <laughs> wow. You're right about that, brother. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, that, boy. That's another thing. When people complain about oh biden i'm like look he's not there why do you keep no. blaming him he is just a puppet now he might have a few minutes every day of lividity in his head you know like my grandpa did but most of the time we had to help him up out of the lazy boy to go to the bathroom yeah most likely it's obama running running the country or ruining the country well, you know, and that's why I've always called him O'Biden. O'Biden, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm pretty certain of that. Uh, if, if it's not if it's not Obama, then it's even somebody powerful, more powerful than him. But uh, you know, I'm sure he's in there somewhere. Oh, I remember okay. watching a video of him saying he would love to sit in a basement on a couch and put his headphone on and do all the running through somebody else. What you know now, do you wish like you had a, sec, a, a third term? Um, and I, I used to say, you know what, if, if I could make an arrangement where um, I had, a, I had a, a stand-in, a front man or front woman, and, and they had an earpiece in, and I was just in my basement in my sweats mm-hmm. looking through the stuff, and then I could sort of deliver the lines, but somebody else was... Uh, doing all the talking and ceremony, I'd be fine with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him saying that. I've heard that a few times. Yep. Crazy. Uh, Boy, this is a really long order. It talks about the G7, uh, digital payments, uh, talks about FATF, all kinds of stuff in here, man. I'm going to have to study this. Yeah, it's a difficult thing to get through. Yeah. Well, guys, check that out. Uh, In the meantime, also check out Nuclear Knucklehead Show. He's on, I would say you're on at least weekly, if not more. I'm trying to get more. I've uh, had some emails. It was like, hey, man, can you do more? Yeah. And, uh, hey, can, can we get some products from you? Nice, man. Yeah, there you uh, go. I don't know. (laughs) That's great, man. That's great. Um, Check it out. Nuclear Knucklehead. FringeRadioNetwork.com. Just go there and and scroll down. There's all kinds of goody shows. Sarah Westall's on there. Let's Get Jacked Up's on there. Nuclear Knucklehead's on there. And you got a lot of bunch of more other shows. We got a a Holly Baglio. Oh, yes. Ex-Super Soldier. Very good. She's very knowledgeable in what she's done and uh, entertaining as well because to me, that stuff is fascinating. Maybe not to everybody else, but to me, I love I love hearing Holly Baglio. Yeah, I've talked with her a few times. Me and her might get together and do a show. That's great. And then when that happens, let me know. I'll, prom- I'll promote it too because I, I want to hear it. <laughs> Yes, sir. All right, guys, we'll take a break, and then uh, we'll be back with, oh, boy, get back Jack. Jack Blankenship will be joining us in some form or fashion 
after the break. Nuclear Knuckleheads, thank you so much for joining me today. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Tell Jack I said hi. <laughs> will do. Will do. You oh, guys are like and, two and peas I, in a pod. I wanted to, because I listened to your two last one when you were talking about the upcoming drought in California. And, yes. Uh, I just thought that was pretty frightening all the way around from beginning to end of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, California, because here's the thing. It, I think it's going to be hard to flood California, at least all of it. Now, you, they could do Northern California fairly easily, I think. But the rest of California, they're just going to bring in the droughts, you know. And then, and then uh, yeah, anyway, check that show out. The last show, like you said, it's a little bit frightening, especially if you live here. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, that'd be a good yeah. Halloween show. If you- <laughs> yeah, Halloween. Maybe I'll re-upload it then. Uh. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, right now, I'm 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 not moving from California, but I might have to make some plans to think about doing that shortly. You know, in a couple years. Yeah. Especially if by 2035 we won't have power here. <laughs> <laughs> right and speaking of that i do of um home repairs and so i'm in like some really fancy houses that has their teslas and uh they're all parked in their garage and they're all plugged in and i was talking with one of them and they have to weave it plugged in all the time because their house won't fully charge that car Wow. And that's the thing, Newt. I mean, they're forcing all this on us, and they're not, they don't have it ready yet. So why would you force something on people if you know it's not going to work properly 100% of the time? Well, mm-hmm. it's because they're, they're driven by money, and frankly, they don't care. They can do what right. they want. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. So, interesting. Anyway, brother, God bless you. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with Jack. This is Let's Get Jacked Up. We'll be right back after these messages on Fringe Radio Network. Held to the standard of black and white, we'd all be damned to hell. That's not... Oh, yeah. You're, 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 you're dividing. You're, you're... Do you speak in English? You know, yay, America. Every time you heard him, hey, yeah. Yay, America. Look how great we are. America, we're great. We're great. We're great. Anyway, anyway, I'm about to move. I knew you would. I told you before I even sat down. Like, you want me to sit here? I didn't think it would be affecting me so much. Do <laughs> you want to move? I don't know. I don't know where to move to. In the, like, I'm gonna move on the couch. I'm going to mute. All right. I'll be back. Remember to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Get Jacked Up. Check out our website at letsgetjackedup.com. Listen and download our episodes from our website, the Spreaker app, and of course at fringeradionetwork.com. Hey everybody, if you missed it, you got to check out Iron Show 13th anniversary. Oh yeah, 13-year anniversary. Oh yeah. And we've got the whole crew. We've got We've got my co-host, official co-host of the Iron Show, from the barrio, Fringe Radio Network's own Mexican gangster, Leonard Olivares. 
What's up, baby? What's up? Oh, yeah, you on the Fringe Radio now, baby. Oh, yeah! Oh, whoa, what did I do there? Oh, yeah! <laughs> All right. Oh, yeah, and we have Timmy from Let's Get Jacked Up, Let's Get Jacked Up. All right, let's get jacked up! 13 years, buddy! Yeah! Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and next we have an old Iron Show fixture. So we're going back October. It will be 13 years since we did the first Iron Show with Peter Goodgame. What's up, Johnny? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's been so long. Oh, dude. It's been like, wow. That's uh, really incredible how long it's been. Um, and then a new member. Actually, he's not that new of the Fringe Raider Network. Going, he just passed his year anniversary. Uh, Ministry X, Daniel X. Hey! Oh, yeah. That's Iron Show with Johnny McMahon, 13th anniversary on FringeRadioNetwork.com. FringeRadioNetwork.com. Every time on Let's Get Jacked Up, there is an advertisement for Bentley Meadows, Nuclear Knucklehead. And I thought, since Bentley is around... I thought we would bring him on for a minute to do his own promo while I played his music. <laughs> Excellent. I love it. All right, well, uh, you're listening to the number one least listened to podcast in the universe. Well, you know, the whole Russian thing, I am all in if I can get in on the, your, your, the Ukrainian grandmother brigade. I've seen the old women over there, old mama. I'm walking around with AK-47s. I'm like, I want to be with them. That's you know, I you know, it'd be cool. <laughs> oh yeah! And make sure you listen to the Friend Radio Network, where you can hear the Nuclear Knucklehead Program. FringeRadioNetwork.com. FriendsRadioNetwork.com. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a great show. My my wife listens to Bentley re- religiously. My wife has never, dude, Bentley. My wife has never missed your show. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's almost worth it. It's my wife says that it's she goes it's interesting enough to listen to, but not interesting enough to keep listening to. <laughs> oh man, that is that is something right there. I tell you what, oh, my being related to my mom. Uh. So listen to Nuclear Knucklehead weekly on FringeRadioNetwork.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Let's Get Jacked Up on Fringe Radio Network. And light, it dictates time. Apparently. Yes. Uh, nevertheless, Basiago's <laughs> claims... Flurry, the head exploding. <laughs> Basiago's claim gets apart from uh, several other people um, who specialize in uh, uh, exopolitics and other things, saying that it is a possibility and it's never outside the realm of reality. I don't know what you're doing in my ears, but... Exploding. Oh, okay. Um, oh, gosh. So, on this, I don't comment on anything Tim does. 
I stay in my own lane. Well, when you think of electricity, who do you think of? Benjamin Franklin. What? <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Uh, Aaron Burr. Uh, There's a kite. That would... Someone had a kite and a key. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> You're going to say Sir, Ni- Sir Isaac Newton next to it, right? Oh. <laughs> that was down the list. <laughs> Graham Bell. Was he friends with Graham Bell? <laughs> telephone, but... Oh, anyways... All right, and welcome to Let's Get Jacked Up. I'm here with Jack Blankenship and a guest named Eddie. We'll just call you Eddie. And I'm Tim. And you know what, guys? Yesterday on my phone did a buzz buzz or a ding ding. And it was the emergency broadcast system. And it said, hey... If you don't turn off your power, we're turning it off for you, essentially. It was a, a power warning. And we got to save power over here in California. All of us got the same warning, right, Jack? Oh, yeah. And so I told my wife, I said, you know what, let's do our part and turn the hall light off. <laughs> wow, you're really environmental, Tim. I mean, that, that saved, what, one pigeon? You know? Um, I looked at Facebook. Yeah. I got a warning on Facebook, on on instant message. I looked at Facebook. There was a warning on Facebook, on the, my feed. I got one in my text, and my phone went off alert. Like, you know, like uh, like Amber Alert type thing? Yeah, yeah, that's what it kind of was. Oh, see, here we go, another Amber Alert. All right, where were we here? Ah, so Eddie, what did you do to help uh, the power plant <laughs> save power? Washed my car. You washed your car? Well, the pressure washer probably used <laughs> electricity. But it was in my home. Oh. Oh, that's okay then. So yeah, eventually, guys, they're just going to turn the power off regardless of what we do. Don't you think, Jack? I mean, come on. I think it's a noose around our neck because they're, they're isolating. You know, Tim, we have a propane. Propane has been used in vehicles since the 60s, you know. Uh-huh. And we have other alternative energies. Propane burns perfectly clean. It's easy to adjust our automobiles to run on propane. And there's no smogging required. Once you, if you have a propane vehicle, so uh, why? And we have a all the propane in the world we need. We have one of the largest uh, uh, surpluses of propane on the planet. So why is it that okay? So you're saying back in the '70s they used propane? Yeah, I I actually drove. Uh, they started put outfitting uh, delivery vans, like bread vans and things like that. And I drove a tortilla. Uh, one time I drove a Rancho Grande tortilla truck. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the, out of Cor- Corcoran, California. <laughs> and I drove that truck for about a year, a van, and I delivered tortillas throughout Hanford, Lemoore, uh, various cities in California, towns in the Central Valley of California. And I delivered tortillas and Mexican spices and stuff like that. And it ran on propane. 
it had a big old pro, like your barbecue pit. It had a big old propane t- tank, and uh, it, I think it's called LP gas. And uh, and I filled it up and ran my routes, and it was really funny to me because I'd never seen it before. Was it actually ran cold? The engine ran cold, so in the hot summer, you didn't have to worry about your engine overheating because it ran cold. Wow, that sounds like it would be efficient. Right, and and it it ran so cold that water or condensation dripped out of your muffler. Pretty neat, huh? Uh. And it was it ran clean, and this has always been an option for us. You know, a lot of people, farmers and stuff, have pro, huge propane tanks. That, that on their on their properties and a lot of houses do too they have propane tanks that you know they run their their heater off of they run their their stove off of and a truck comes by you know on a regular basis and refills it right and this is this is a normal procedure in America but uh, they're pushing they're trying to get away with eliminate gas usage in homes in California. And they're saying it's unsafe and, uh, you know, they're trying to connect it with fires in the media, things like that. And, you know, and, and we've had a couple big gas fires, okay? But, uh, you know, a lot of, of California is run on gas, the same type of gas. Um, uh, and yet it's, it's not promoted. It's like they're closing it down so it's not an option. And we only have one option left, and that's electric vehicles. Okay. When cool. when you have a free country, and they start limiting the options that you that 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 manufacturers can be sold, uh, that they can sell items at, that's when you start seeing democracy really fall apart. When they start telling businesses that you this one's too too big to fail, and so they fund it with money, like uh, during 08. Uh, economic crash then then uh they're picking the winners and losers right okay and what they're doing now is picking doing the same thing they're picking electric as the winner but the crazy thing tim is how many you know we're just now getting the beginning of electric cars on the grid Uh, yeah and they're charging it they're charging right now people are charging them at their homes so you know how many how much pull has has electric cars caused on the grid already and by the way jack what we were told by a professional this was uh somebody that works with electric every day not going to mention the company but he said if the california goes all electric like they want to do by by 2035, essentially, California will be back to the dark ages because the grid just can't handle the power. No, he, what he said, Tim, was that what he told us, if I can clarify, was that the system can't handle the electric cars and the solar is not working. It's not creating enough electricity, and California is over 50% solar, okay? So it's not creating enough electricity to support the amount of usage that people have but at the same time the amount of electric vehicles that are plugging in and having to charge so they can go to work the next day okay yeah and um 
the grid will not hold it now. So we're getting alerts. Uh, when I was driving down the highway yesterday, I saw an alert on the highway at one of those emergency message boards that tells you if there's an accident. Right. Well, they use that for their propaganda. And they, uh, uh, now, they're not just for emergencies. There's also good for propaganda, promoting a message, right. an agenda. And they said, uh, uh, energy alert, uh, uh, conserve energy between four and nine. Oh yeah. And it's supposed to be a hundred. Yesterday was supposed to be 115. It got, I think it got up to like 112. Okay. And it says, and underneath that, it says conserve energy, cut your energy between four and nine. Be cool. Right. In other words, you're not cool if you're not conserving energy. Okay. But the way they put it was that by, by, turning your power off you might you'll be cool it was a it was a fork tongue message okay and i don't like messages like that i don't like messages that mean one thing but they're actually saying something different right it does irk me when i see them on the road too i have to grin my teeth but if they but now newsom's talking about a 30 percent increase in electric car sales every year okay that's their goal. So they're going to start, and there's already manufacturers, auto manufacturers who are saying they're not going to be built making combustible engines past a certain date, like 2025, okay? Yeah. So we're moving in this direction whether we want it or not, but the sad thing is, is if the system can't carry us now, it's definitely not going to carry us if we had 30% more electric cars on right right you you would think it's going to just not work right and uh, the gentleman that we're talking about the his the finishes statement he said that even if they put every effort they had into upgrading the structure the 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 infrastructure of the electrical system in California it still they could not possibly meet the demands that are going to be in 2035 with all electric engines. Right. That's what he said. Right. And and I read a statement that Tesla has these... Su- I don't have an electric vehicle, Tim. I'm one of the old slobs that still drives a Dodge <laughs> pickup. And um, and I read a thing where where Tesla has this, this quick charger that you can have put in your garage... And it charges your car much quicker, okay? Right. It's like a supercharger, I guess. Uh, and But I know a lot of people that are in the, in the energy business. And I've been told that a circuit, which might be a neighborhood of 600 homes or 300 homes, that if you have three of these in houses... In a, in a, on a circuit, it'll blow the circuit. If it, a fourth one will not, it will not support four. So that means that out of out of the neighborhood, only three people get this quicker charger. Oh wow! Okay, how's that equality? Right. Okay. So, and how do you choose who gets it? How do you choose who gets it? The one with the money's going to get it, right? Well, okay. I, you know. And if they've already got it in your neighborhood, you can't get it. How about that? You're restricted from getting it. But yet, here's the other part, Tim. They're they're only putting solar on people's homes 
at 80 to 90% of your current usage, okay? So that you continually have a true up bill at the end of the year from PG&E. That way you have to keep your account at Edison, PG&E, whoever the power source is that energizes your home, you have to have a bill, okay? Yeah. Back in Y2K, we install, I was in roofing and we installed a lot of solar panels for people and windmills. And uh, how those related, I didn't know at the time. Now I understand because all the roofing companies are solar companies now too. Right. Um, or many of them are. Not all, but many. Um, and what I found out at that time was everyone at that time sold panels and they sold battery backup systems inverting systems to where it inverted the power and you could actually send it hook it up to your 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 uh, fuse box and through your battery pack so you never went out of power it was like having a bad uh, solar generator in your house all the time wow okay well they quit selling that when they start offering uh, uh, tax incentives it's like that was something that they were going to bring out later. Now we're starting, this is, solar's been out a while. Some of the incentives are gone or leaving. And now they're starting to add, offer battery pack systems, a better, more improved battery system from Tesla and all these others. Okay. So was it just a financial path to making more money off of homeowners that you would add a battery backup later now they're starting to promote them oh yeah okay now you've already got debt well why are well, the other questions tim why weren't they putting 130 uh, percent right okay that way you don't have a bill at, at the power company and for your energy usage and if you got a battery backup system well now you don't even need them at all you're right. independent Wait, right. did I say that out loud? Oh, oh, oh. Did I say that word out loud? Indep that's a key word right there. Independent? Yep. That means you're not beholding to anybody? Okay, well, guess what, Tim? We, we talked about this before, but we'll talk about it again. Fuel costs. The, the state of California used to make a ton of money in the taxation yep. on petroleum. Yes. Okay, and petroleum like diesel and stuff and so many people have gone to electric cars that their tax revenue has plummeted okay so now the governor our fabulous governor is talking about making a mileage tax yes so that he can tax people with electric cars by how many miles they drive so tim my question is is if he does this is he going to continue the fuel tax? Of course he is. Is but here's the other one, Tim. You're ta you're they're charging their cars on their home power and they're paying per kilowatt hour to charge their cars. Right. And there's also taxes for the electricity on your energy bill. Never ends. So you're actually paying two two different taxes for the privilege of driving your car. On top of that, you're paying registration fees every year, smogging costs, and just for the privilege of driving on their roadways, which wow. are really 
terrible now. Right. Right? Okay. So they're not put the, the where's the where's all the money going? Good question. Are we tax slaves? Are and when they get rid of all all the combustible engine cars and vehicles, um are we only going to have a couple of choices? You know, everybody raves about Tesla. You know, but there's a there's there's many many auto insurance choices out there right now. But guess what Tesla did? This is a one smart cookie. He made what he make Eddie? Uh, three models. Three four, models. Four different colors. And four colors. Three models and four colors, right, Eddie? Yep. So that's limiting people's choices. Yes. What we're going to find coming with this is the limited choice in energy usage, and now we're seeing the limited choice in automobiles. What else are they going to limit? Well, we already heard that they're limiting the the currency to digital currency. Wow. That money's on its way out. Isn't Starbucks going to... In October, it's going cashless. They're going cashless. Yeah, so is uh, some other stores. So your option to pay... <laughs> is also going to start being limited. Right. Okay, so they're choking off the free America one limitation at a time. So you got one month, this is September already, you got one month to enjoy your Starbucks with some cash. <laughs> or or not go to Starbucks and, and snub them. Yeah, you can do that too. I don't go to Starbucks and I drink like five cups of coffee a day, Tim. You go to those gas stations. Uh-oh, gas stations? Yeah, gas station, fueling stations, yeah. Those places that you get your coffee and your fuel? Yes. Not only that, Tim, but what kind of crime is going to rise? And I was, I was, I was, this issue hit me the other day. When I drove by Taco Bell on Herndon, in Clovis, on Herndon and Clovis, and there's all, uh, at Burger King and Taco Bell, these, these charging stations there. Right. And there was a little old lady in an electric car sitting there waiting for her car to charge back up. Uh-huh. So what kind as these people start sitting at these things for 30, I don't know how long it takes to do sit there. But if it's 30 minutes, aren't they vulnerable for 30 minutes? Yes. To criminals? I mean... This has got to be. This is probably going to be the next crime wave. Is is attacking people in their electric cars while they sit there vulnerable. I don't know much about electric cars. Do you know how long it takes, Eddie? Nope. No. See, so uh, none of us know about electric cars or how they work, but how long it is to charge up. See. Well, what about uh, they have? Okay, but what if it's only five minutes? We've seen car out of car invasions, Tim, at red lights. People stopping at red lights and they and and somebody uh, hijack carjacks their car. Okay, we see in the Central Valley where we have zero visibility fog. You're driving through the country and all of a sudden somebody jumps in your car. All right. Okay. These are crimes that are regular that happen, and this is this is in without you sitting in one spot for for. 5, 10, 20, 30 minutes. Right. Okay. So now you're in this shopping center. It's after hours. 
Your car needs to be, it's, you know, eight, midnight, you've been traveling, and and you're parked in this driveway, in this shopping center, all by your lonely, all the businesses are closed, and, and, you're, sitting, and you're sitting there charging your car for however long it takes. How vulnerable are you? Very. That's huge, right? Right. And if you're driving an electric vehicle, you might not even have any kind of self-protection you know you might not be a gun owner oh did i say hello oh you did oh no um by the way i forgot where it was but i i saw uh, i think it was man i want to say somewhere in the south which doesn't really make sense for this but i heard that uh they stopped some governor uh, stopped selling ammo. Wow. Well, if you got a gun, you got no ammo. That gun ain't no good. Well, they but see, it's legal because they didn't take your gun away. But they are not making uh, another limiting. Uh, yes, limiting. another limitation, right? So we they, see democracy going bye bye. We see freedom going bye bye when they start eliminating choices that you've always had. We saw it with oh, there I go there, Tim, there I go there. We saw it with COVID. Yeah. When they wouldn't let you take any other medications, you had to get this. But we saw malaria, countries that have malaria, that, that got few or no cases of malaria. I mean, no cases of COVID. Right. But yet we could not take shots that were already authorized by the CDC and by the, the the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, they would not let them for doctors prescribe them, limiting your options to the medications that you can take to fight it to what they tell you to. Right. This, my friend, is a scary, scary situation. Okay. When the government tells you you have one option, start watching out. Okay, because guess what? It's real easy to control one option. It's not easy to control 20 different sources. Right. Okay? That's where we're at, Tim, is is they're limiting our options in multiple realms uh, uh, so they have full control. Right. Right? And we were talking about fires earlier. You know, that I you know, one of those theories, Jack, is... California. Well, go ahead, Eddie. Say what you think. What California is doing? California is starting the fires. You think they're starting the fires? Mm-hmm. So, all right. And what I. Would, what would be their motivation behind that, Eddie? Uh, getting control of PG&E Edison. Monopolizing. And getting low. How about loads and loads of, of emergency money from the federal government? FEMA. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. What about loads and loads of, of uh, you know, uh, grid development money as emergency money to upgrade the grids to what they want them to be? Oh. Through emergency funds that don't have to be di- dispersed by Congress. Well, you're just giving them ideas if you're uh, wow. if they don't think if it's not happening. That way, <laughs> right. But. Also, another theory out there is they 
And I agree with Eddie. They are causing the fires, but for what? To perhaps, one of those theories is, drive out the people living in the mountains to come and live in the cities. To metros, where they have more control. Yes. Okay, they already did that with farming, right? How many farms, people lived on farms or farmed in small towns or uh, little uh, farmhouses... And and they're basically losing their jobs because half the farms are shut down, are, are not growing now, right? Right. So people need to eat. They got to pay bills. They got to you know pay their have a put a roof over their head, put food in their kids' bellies, and so they got to go to get a job. Where are you going to get a job? In the city, right? Yeah. They did this with industry. People left the farms to go in and work at factories. Right? They got paid more money in factories. Right. And we, got, we have developments, housing developments going on all over the place. And uh, and lots of construction work going on. And what you know what, what one of the trades that wasn't shut down, Tim, during COVID? What? Construction. Right. And by the way, you pointed something out the other day. Never, uh, yeah, never. Yeah. You have to be telling a fib. I can't. Don't point stuff out. So yeah, they're building all these new houses and developments, but what are they doing? They're also putting up big walls around these developments. Yeah, in the newer developments, Tim, you and I were driving, and I pointed out that they're calling them sound walls to keep the sound out of the yards and and stuff. But they're also secure. You know. Developer people that move in like these cinder block walls, these high walls, because it's a security thing for them, right? And so we're voluntarily being segregated by neighborhoods, divided by walls that, and and you can't park on the streets there, so they're easily monitored by the government. Okay, you if you see in the middle of the night you see somebody walking down the street that's very obvious they can't exactly hide because they have to cross all these streets to get there and there's only a few that on average nationwide this will get you guys on average nationwide each development has a has generally three to five exits yeah okay out of a neighborhood check your own neighborhood Three to five is is general. Some of them are down to as low as two. My neighborhood, there are three. So, so, so if they can monitor those three and dump everybody onto a main drag that has a that's a walled-in street, anybody that gets on that street, they can see you real quick. Yes. And so, what does this do? Well, let's say the police come. And it's martial, okay? We go to, uh, what is it called? Martial law. Martial law. And now we're which on... By, which, yeah. by the way, you just said something because uh, Biden basically declared war against anybody that supports Trump. The MAGA movement. Right. He called he called this basically uh, like terrorists, okay? And the, the, the MAGA movement is, is the biggest threat in America, okay? <laughs> Well, Hillary Clinton, during the election, she said the biggest threat to America were patriotic Christians that still read their Bible and returning veterans. Wow. Okay? Yeah, so... From from the war fronts. What they're trying to do, Jack, is start a civil war. And... 
poking really, the bear? They're poking the bear. They want a civil war. Because without a civil war, it's going to be very difficult to have martial law. So, they have to do something to start it. Wow, Tim. That's a scary thought, you know? Because right now, you know, if I had to look at my druthers, I would rather a war not start because it would be on American soil, first of all. And we haven't had Americans kill Americans since the Civil War like that. Um, right. But, but the other part is, is what happened during the Civil War? There were countries that supported the South, and there were countries that supported the North. Okay? What happens in America? Whenever we go, like we're doing right now, we're supporting Ukraine with trillions of dollars in war funds. Um, so, my question is, if, if the Democrats want to become super liberals, want us to become a socialist country, as they say, and leave capitalism and our sovereignty as, a, as an individual country behind, they're calling it tribalism, okay, and become one world government, then most of the countries out there are socialist right. countries. Or communist, right? So, who, what communist countries are we worried about the most? Well, we're worried about China, biggest, right? Yeah, the China's the biggest. Okay, then we got Russia second, and then and 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 it starts spreading out to where those people would support a communist uh, uh, war side in a war in America to make the change, just like we do in third world countries. Uh, yeah. You see that? So we're supporting Ukraine. We're not supporting uh, Russia, right? Well, what if they? What if those third world, those number one size countries like China and Russia? What if they supported the communists trying to take fully take over America in America with weapons and arms and money and everything else? Then we would definitely be. At war. That's why. Could that be why they're wanting to take everyone's guns away and limit our options for travel? Yeah. Okay. Right now, you can't go anywhere, Tim. My wife and I. You know, we travel a lot. And right now, we've tried to set up uh, travel arrangements to go to Florida, and we can't find rental cars. Really? Okay. Yeah, because they're they're almost everybody's out of rental cars. Uh, at the airports across the United States because during COVID, this is the reasoning. There's always a reason everything is eliminated from us. Yeah. Okay, a good reason. During COVID, we did couldn't get any chips for our cars. Remember that? The yeah. new cars? So used car values went through the ceiling. And so rental companies dumped their used car stock because they could get a fortune for their cars. And now they don't have enough stock in cars to support travel in that convenient there's always a reason right now the airlines <laughs> are are canceling this week they canceled hundreds and hundreds of flights across the nation because of of, of pilot and and flight attendant fatigue yes 
because the pilots and flight attendants, some of them refused to go to work. Okay, and they and so guess what? They don't have enough pilots. So the pilots they do have and flight attendants have to war take more flights, work longer hours, and everything. So we're seeing the culmination of the abuse of pilots and and flight attendants, and therefore people are being restricted on flights. And I don't know if you looked at the price of an airline ticket lately. I know. Tim. I was there in June. Right. I had to pay a thousand dollars a ticket. Right. And for something that probably when Trump was in office went for 150 bucks or two hundred dollars. Two hundred bucks, yeah. Right, two hundred bucks. I actually flew to see my mom. Me and my wife flew to see my mom on a little airlines called Frontier Airlines. We flew from San Diego to, to Orlando and, and, and for fifty nine dollars per person each way. Oh man. That's $118, That's Tim. unheard of. That's unheard of. That was in the Trump administration. Right now, I can't find a ticket to go see my mother for under $575 per person. And by the way, that's a good price. And that's a good price, yeah. But the convenience of the seats is also a limited thing. Yes. So you have to take the, the bad seats because the other ones are, you know, $700 to $1,200, Okay. And if you want to carry on an extra bag, it's 50 bucks. Another, another $50. Right. And so they're, they're, it's getting to where poor people, or what I like to call not the filthy rich, not the rich and famous, the peasants of America, which, by the way, if you remember this, they call themselves the elites, right? Yep. Okay. They also call themselves intellectuals. What a great thing. <laughs> if I'm a filthy rich lit. Democrat, uh, liberal like Whoopi Goldberg, I can call myself an elite intellectual. Boy, is that puffing me up or what? Speaking of that, so Kathy Griffin, you know that redhead? Right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've uh, heard. Her. I've yeah. heard her. She and she wanted to cut the heads off yes, the Trump doll yeah. or something. So Got Ka all so kinds of flack for it. So Kathy Griffin says in the tweet, "If you don't want a civil war, vote Democrat. If you do want a civil war, vote Republican." Okay, so that means wow. that, is that a threat? That's a threat. Wow, that's a threat, big time. She will not stop being threatening, you know? Well, no, and then and then you know, uh, talk about division. When you when a president of the United States gets up and tells the world that that uh, fit more than fifty percent of the people are uh, the problem here, that we are the 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 biggest threat, that's a scary thing. When you have a person running for president like Hillary Clinton did and called all of us that didn't vote for her deplorables and, and they always seem to have a nasty name yeah. for anybody that's, that's, that thinks differently, that thinks differently yeah. than them. Wait a minute, does that sound like hate? It, that is the ultimate hate speech, right? right? I mean, how are you calling me a hater when I'm just asking for freedom and liberty and leave the me alone? That we've always had and leave me alone. That's all right? we want is leave us alone. Let's right. work and go home. Don't find another way to tax yeah. me by adding eighty thousand more tax uh, IRS guys. Don't try and find something wrong that you can you can uh, blame me for. Okay, but uh, tell me I'm a hater because I don't want uh, I don't go in for what you you think is right. But yet now, 
they're, every time I see them, they're calling me names, calling conservative names, calling Christians names. And now they've been telling for for uh, four, eight years now, they've been telling us that, that, that all the lip, the all the patriots in America and Christians and now anyone that supports mega is we're the worst threat in America right okay then that means that the, that want the FBI and the CIA and all these others that they've already weaponized to watch us because we are the threat facing America now but I don't remember us in 2020 going around and burning buildings and statues tearing down statues I don't believe that was the Christian conservative group no nor did we <laughs> nor did we take over parks and, and <laughs> community buildings and courthouses like uh, those activist groups the ones that slept in the park remember that Tim yes so uh, it's a total oxymoron right whatever they're calling us they're is doing. what they're doing and I and this is I believe it's all on purpose to try to start a civil war and they're, they're confusing people on purpose they're, the governments are flipping upside down on purpose and they're going after the people there's no doubt about it well you know Tim I gotta go there you know I do in the bible it says that the antichrist will release his prophets upon the world to deceive Everyone and they are uh, they're and, released and they will be given powers to create do miracles and things like that to achieve this, and that and they will be so bold they'll even try to deceive God's people, the elect. Okay, the saved people, the, those people that have the Holy Spirit dwelling within them. But the Bible says it's not possible because they can't deceive the Holy Spirit. Right. Okay. That so that means that the rest of the world can be deceived and likely will be deceived right. is that what that says and that's what it means i believe yes okay so now they're saying the exact opposite of what is the truth that is the ultimate deception yes right that is deceiving that's deceiving some innocent young person that then now my you know it's really bad if my grandkids come to me and say papa uh, don't you like Trump? And I say, yeah, I think he's probably the best thing for America right now. I don't know if he's the Antichrist in the future or, or that. I don't have that foreknowledge. But for the economy and our freedom in America, he's the he's the best choice. He might be the best choice out of two bad choices. Okay? But for America, he's the best choice. But my granddaughter now, now makes may think bad of me because the president of the United States said that if I support Trump I'm a big threat to America even right. though I'm a staunch patriot right okay and I want to protect my grandchild's liberty there's another Bible verse Tim that says that in, at the end times the family will be divided mother against daughter daughter against father sons against father all this stuff. it'll be all totally divided what we're seeing now might just be the massive division of the individual family right well and we saw this again like with, with the c19er right uh well you get a shot or you don't get a shot and that really upsets some family members and uh <clears throat> even even to the point where hey 
If you don't get it, you don't come over to Christmas party. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. no. There were people that were they were they, if you didn't have the shot, you weren't allowed. They, they did. You were invited as long as you got the vaccination. You were invited, but if you didn't get the vaccination and the the what they call the boosters, then you weren't invited to Thanksgiving, Christmas, none of that stuff. Now is that division or what? Right? That is hardcore. Not only that, but they shut down the churches and only 50% of the church returned to church. That was a massive division, wasn't it? It was super easy to do. It was super easy to do. Okay. And so, no, they're limiting, they're dividing, and they're deceiving. Tim, let's go ahead and take a break. Guys, I want you to check this out. Tim has released his first single. You know, he has Eternal Element. That's his old band. And they got their their album out. Tim's got an album out. But now he's got a new single out there. And Tim, I want you to go ahead. Everybody, listen to Tim's new single called Rapture. Woohoo! All right, well, we're not going to take a break and say we're going to end the show, but I will let you hear the new single. It's called Rapture. You can get it on iTunes, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, and all the rest of them. So check it out. Project Parish is the name, and the song is called Rapture. So I want to thank my guest and my co-host, Nuclear Knucklehead, check his show out on FringeRadioNetwork.com. FringeRadioNetwork.com, his show is called Nuclear Knucklehead. I want to thank Jack Blankenship. I want to thank Eddie. And I want to thank Johnny McMahon for helping and making this all happen as we are on FringeRadioNetwork.com. And check out his show. We were on the Iron Show, Johnny, Johnny McMahon Show. Iron Show, we were on the 13th anniversary episode, me and Nuclear Knucklehead. So, check it out. Go to theironshow.com or fringeradionetwork.com and check out Iron Show, 13th anniversary, because we're on it. It was a good show. Uh, Anyway, guys, God bless you, and uh, until next week, be in this world, but not of this world. So long, and instead of uh, the usual song, we're going to go out with Rapture. Enjoy, everybody.
To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired a scary movie victim. Oh no, a tree fell on my car, and there's only one thing to do. Trip over my own feet and pull myself across the lawn while yelling help at a barely audible volume. <laughs> uh, sorry to interrupt, but you filed a claim with GEICO, so you've got a designated claims team to help you. This GEICO sounds suspiciously reassuring. Are you sure I don't end up getting surprised with an unexpected twist? Just that your GEICO team will always be there to keep you updated. No! What is it? Oh, nothing. I just didn't see that coming. GEICO. Great service without all the drama.